WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Today on the show, we got Jeff and Robert. We're Hello. Having a good old time. Uh, what's going on, man? Um, A lot of things. I have a cat update. So, um, you know, I love the cat update. This cat, man, it's just getting wilder and wilder. Let me tell you. Um, so, you got a cat. So, just, just lay it out for the audience who has Okay. Who's not. Like yeah, if you're not listening, like you need to listen to the old episodes with this cat. So this uh, this poor kitten like was darting around the street trying not to get murdered, and then it climbed up in my car like behind the engine block, survived the ride home. We had to like lure the cat out and trap the cat, and the poor little kitten like we had to trap it in one of those little traps, and we no, took it to the. It's like one of these traps that doesn't do harm. It's not like a yeah, cat. it's the one like the animal control people have. Yeah. So we trapped her it's and like a giant t- mouse trap that would like snap the over the cat's head or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think the cat would be alive if it was. So we trapped the cat, we named her Henry, took her to the vet. The vet said the cat's fine. Um, get the cat home. You notice the cat's like I don't want to say limping, but just like not putting all of her weight down on her on her back leg. And so we take the cat back to the vet. We get the cat x-rays. Um and Lo and behold, we find out that someone has shot this cat with a BB gun. The what? BB is lodged inside of her leg. Like, oh apparently it shattered God. her leg, but she's so young that her leg, like, instantly, like, started to heal. She's so like her leg, like, set on its own. Huh? She's like Wolverine? I guess so. I mean, Good it's for her. Yeah, Good like, the, this poor little cat, man, it's been through so much, and it's only been alive for eight weeks or less. And it's, it's been shot at, you know, had to run for its life, got just terrified out of its mind, survived multiple car rides in, in, in the engine block of cars. In, like, no, it's not just like riding in the back seat. Yeah, it's, it's just like what kind of savage, you know, like what kind of like what kind of, you know, um, pun unintended animal, because like this is the kind of person like I would beat with my bare hands to death. Like this is. I guess wild. I just it's so depressing. Yeah, that's a badass little kitten. Well, let's shoot a cat with shoot a kitten with a BB gun. Cool. Um, yeah. so it's lodged inside of her leg. It's lodged like in the muscle. You can see it. So we're gonna take her. We're gonna call an orthopedic surgeon and see if it's even worth. Like, is it gonna affect her? Is it gonna do more harm to like put a kitten under anesthesia to get it out? Does it even need to come out? And if it does, like, well, they already have a surgery. dog and Johnny, like, yeah, the cat's fine though. The cat's like running around. It doesn't, she's not hiding that she's in pain like animals do because she is zipping around the house, jumping off stuff, jump, like, try. I cannot, you can already see her. I swear to God, like, we've had her what five days and she, I swear she's already gotten like a third of the size bigger. And I see her looking at like shelves, like, being like, oh, can I do this? And she's like, no, not yet. But she's she's definitely thinking about it. Um, so I got to thinking 
about something. Oh, I tell you what, I was thinking about it because I usually go on like knowledge rabbit holes at work to where I have my little Google pods in and I just listen to a podcast or I listen to random YouTube videos. Honestly, I haven't been listening to a lot of politics because it depresses me and it doesn't put me in a good, um, honestly, it's not even that it depresses me. It doesn't get put me into a good workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to listen to things that put me in a workflow. Um, so I was just, I was like, you know, I was like, I never knew like what, what big cats are, um, are domesticated cats. Like oh most, you know, they're, they're, um, I was thinking about this cat. Um, what you know? What's the closest relative to domesticated cats or big cats? Well, apparently, like the genus is like the Siberian tiger, or known as the Amur tiger. I'm saying that wrong. Maybe Amir, but it's the tigers that live on the border of China and Russia and the Siberian tundra. And these things are like the this is tigers, the big the, the the step tigers essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Bad yeah. Cat. This, this is going on, on the radio, right? So I can't curse, but like I would curse about these tigers yeah. if I could. Like you should, like we've got that. You know, you go to the zoo and you see a tiger, or like at LSU we got Mike the tiger. Like imagine two of those, like in your mind, like tigers you've seen at the zoo standing on top of each other, like one stacked upon another. Big boys, and then like big thick boys. Like these tigers are not joking with you. And I read, so it got me on down a rabbit hole. There's a guy who wrote a book called, um, I think it's called, it's called The Tiger. It might even just be called Tiger. But I looked up the story. This is a hundred. What I'm about to tell you is like a hundred percent true story. Um, I'm gonna get all the. I'm not gonna give names. I'm just gonna tell it off the top of my head. But there's like you can. No, you can like totally look this up. This is not a. This is not some kind of BS. So. This wasn't like a million years ago, like in the 1800s or something. This was like 1997, I believe. It was definitely in the late 90s, almost 2000s. Um, so there's this guy who's a, a logger and lives in Siberia, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's like out, he's doing his hunting thing, and he finds like a, a boar that's been mangled, like obviously by a Siberian tiger. And But he's like, oh, there's no tiger around. Like, bro, there's always a tiger around, like. Like there's like a there's like a folk like one of the folk sayings is if you see a tiger for one second he's been watching you for one hour, um. But so this guy thinks it's a good idea that he's gonna like oh free free pig for me to eat, um. Strike one, you know that's mistake number one. So he's like oh he tries to get this he so he like packs up the boar and he's gonna like lug it back to his cabin or whatever, and the the tiger's like uh no you're not. And so a tiger appears in the woods and starts to charge this dude. So the dude pulls his rifle out. He's got a gun and he shoots, he shoots and hits the tiger, but doesn't kill it. That's strike two. Right. So he drops the boar and he goes home. He runs back home, whatever that, um, that night he hears all kind of tiger commotion. He can hear this thing. Um, he can hear this thing outside. It's huge, a literal monster outside his house. Um, he comes out in the morning, just all kind of commotion. Everything, all his stuff, his like belongings that he's left out are just destroyed, just destroyed. So this guy sets off, doesn't know what to do. He sets off to his buddy's house, uh, walks. I don't know how far he's his buddy's cabin or whatever. Tells him the story. His buddy says, get away from here right now. 
He goes, don't put your scent on anything around here. Just, I've got a family to worry about. You've like pissed off the czar of the forest. Like get, get away from here. He goes to a logging camp. Um, logging camp people are like, good luck, but you got to get out of here. We don't want you around here. So he has no choice, but to like, he goes home. And when he gets, when he gets home, like when he's trying to like get back in his, that tiger's just waiting on him. It's just waiting on him. And it's been literally waiting for him for like three days. And it just mauls him and eats him. Wow. Maul, so this tiger was like, no, nah, you've offended me. And I, I am God here. And like, you don't steal from me. And he mauls and eats the dude. So the, the like Siberian Russian wildlife service has to come out. And they're like, well, obviously we have to kill this tiger. And they hunt the tiger. They like they've got dogs or whatever. And it's just like you would think of in a movie. This is like some kind of Stephen King. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a movie made. This is some it's like a Stephen King story. So right. the dogs are like terrified. They're out in the woods, of course, because they can sense the tiger. Nobody can see this tiger. This huge mon again, a literal monster just lunges at them from out and it's just like attacking everyone. It swipes a couple dudes, puts them down. This guy, like the tiger literally pounces on a guy is going to like rip out his jugular. He manages to stick his rifle in the tiger's mouth before he like bites on his jugular and, sh and shoots it and kills it. Wow. Unbelievable story. Unbelievable. One of the, like the forest rangers or whatever he's quoted as saying like without all the evidence. And if this didn't happen in the, you know, in 1997, if I told you this story without video evidence, there's no way you'd believe it. But yeah, it's, it's like it's it's so awesome to me that like it doesn't. That's why I'm like I like horror movies and I like scary, but I don't need like I don't need to watch all like there's so much terrifying stuff. The idea that there's like literal monsters out there once you go too far from humans <laughs> that will like hunt that will like hunt and kill you for sport because you piss them off. Mm -hmm. It's it's it, res respect respect to that that tiger respect to a real one. I respect lions. I respect tigers. I respect lions are like that's the difference. So like lions are, for everything I've read or known, like lions are not monstrous like that. They're social animals. Like there's that whole story of the guys who took took care of that lion. Um, you can look at it on YouTube or whatever, but you can again, this is something else you can. I'm not making this up, but the guys are like they take care of this lion cub since it was a kid, but they're like, oh, we can't have a lion cub, whatever. They like socialize it with other lions and they eventually like le release it into the African Sahara, like Africa. And then they're like, Hey, you know, it'd be a good idea. Like three years later, let's go try to like, see if this line's still out here. So this dude's like track down this lion and it's like the lion and the lion remembers him. The lion was like, like a house cat, like coming up to like the dude and, and like circling and rubbing all on his leg. And the lion's like trying to lead him. And the lion like literally takes him to his pride. Like he's running a pride and, you know, he's got like his harem of like lionesses and he's like introducing these two dudes to the other lions, you know, cause they're like social animals, but these tigers, they hate, they'll murder other tigers. They don't want like a, a tiger has like a, a territory it could be like 300 miles, dude. And like, they don't they want any other tiger in that area. Like they, Get they, they out of here. They just, they are filled with nothing but just hate. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to me. I love it. I just, I, I love it. It's so. You love that they want to like 
have a dead zone and like want nothing to live in that space. No, it's just humbling. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just humbling to think of just like there's these creatures out here that just don't give they just don't care. Mm-hmm. I think going back to the horror movie analogy, like the horror movie horror movies that scare that like get my this goes back to where we were talking about the kitten and like accident existential dread. The horror movies that get my like brain juices flowing are not the ones where it's like, oh, there's a there's a serial killer, or it's usually something almost supernatural, but like without even a purpose. Like it's not even mad. Like Aliens is one of my favorite movies. Because they're just they they just don't they're just forces, they're forces of nature that just don't you are so insignificant in this grand scheme of things. And, and later yeah, alien movies make the first alien movie worse, by the way. No, not at all. You just think the like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, there hasn't I I I haven't watched the Prometheus sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I, I liked Prometheus because it has that same it has that same existential dread. It has that same um Oh, because for years, like as a guy who's like really into aliens, everybody's like, ooh, the space jockeys. We're going to find out about the space jockeys. And then like the space jockeys created human beings. And guess what? They hate you. Like, I just, I love that. I just, I absolutely love, I I absolutely love the idea of just like, I don't care about you. You are nothing. Well, I mean, the way I think about that is like the thing that created human beings is essentially in a certain sense, God. And in a sort of philosophical sense, sort of thinking about it in the sense that like God does not care about your existence and he actually right. resents it is actually really interesting from that perspective. Does that make sure. sense? Sure. No, that, I think we're saying the same thing. To be like the opposite of that is to somebody who's just like, uh, like I'm trying to think of a horror movie like that doesn't do anything for me. Something like The Exorcist or like well, yeah, any, of, exorcist, any of those slasher yeah. movies where there's just like so many rules. And it even treats the victims as like it treats the victims as these like special people. Like, oh, you've got to go to Cramp Crystal Lake and you've got to be a camp counselor because Jason, Jason's mom was mad at the kids. This is so much no, no, I don't it's just so many. Oh, you're so Friday. Like, think of um, right. Friday, not Friday thirteenth, but the Freddy Krueger. And I think we should actually pursue this line of questioning a little bit further. You're listening All to right. WLP in the world one two three. It's Goodman Cameron, uh, Jeff, and Robert on the show. Uh, we're talking all of a sudden, unexpectedly, about slasher flicks. Um, and I think that when you think about um, what you were talking about with the Prometheus thing, with an actual philosophical angle, and something like the like. Sla- like the actual slasher flicks, like the ones that you would think with like Freddy Krueger or, or um, our, our Jason Voorhees or whatever, or or Michael uh, Michael Myers, like like there's a different kind that that is an entirely different kind of horror movie. If you yeah, if you know, what sure, I mean. sure, sure, like like um, there's almost like an intended safe formula. Yes, that is designed to be consumed by a particular audience like it's for consumption it's not trying to like like aliens different it's a block no, but what i was going to say is i think you hit on something i think you're I'm, I'm just like talking about the writing like the actual like the way the story is formed when when you said something about like being safe i think that not like safe for consumption i think that by adding 
the reason why things like alien and like existential the reason why like this tiger thing is scary right no it's terrifying and i'll tell you why like the reason why that's scary and like why this tiger thing is like that siberian tiger that'll eat you because you pissed it off is so terrifying and um fascinating at the same time is because like your normal movies like saw or like i said friday 13th nightmare on elm street like those kind of things they're made to like with all these rules to give the audience a sense of like safety. It's to keep like, so the audience can sit through it. It's more digestible. And I, I'm not saying the same thing you say. It's like consumer. I mean, you're creating a safe space to be like, Oh, this wouldn't happen to me because my parents didn't kill Freddy Krueger. So he wouldn't get into my dreams. Alien is just like, it, there's no rule. Like it does like you come in contact with this thing it's trying to murder you. It doesn't ask you 50 questions about who, what, when, why, where you are. You didn't, you know, the same thing with this tiger, like this tiger, you offended it. You offended it by coming into its domain and you tried to steal from it. And you took your, you came for the King and you missed. So now it's like, it's on like, it's it's, my sole focus is to murder you. You are on the menu now. I want to address a comment that uh, uh, Torches and Pitchforks is making. It says, uh, they say, garbage, of course. Friday the 13th was all about side boob shots. I got no problem with side no, boob shots. That's boob. crazy. Friday the 13th is good. Especially <laughs> like the first, that's crazy. The first, I mean, they are what they are, but like the idea of the idea of this thing that comes from wherever, and I know it's been explained now, and like by explaining it, it's kind of stupid. But the idea of like a mother, it's not like you're doing scream just by explaining it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the idea of a mother who like was pissed off because the camp counselors weren't watching their, her kid. It's pretty awesome. Like that's, that's a good, that's, that's a good horror story. I like that. Mm-hmm. But like Friday the 13th is fine. It's not, it's not bad, but like that. Have you seen which three Friday the 13th were like, well, the first two at least were, were a little bit like, before the movies series went like mainstream, yeah, there was a sort a certain like ambiguity as to who the monster, who the killer was, right? Oh, it just didn't matter. The like, second you, just, was, you were there for the kills. Yeah, it, well, it just that, didn't matter. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like the plot line is just window dressing, just for right. the plot. Which, course. by the way, like and 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 to sort of like thread this needle a little bit, like. The point, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be like an elitist or whatever here, but like the audience or the intended audience of a movie like Aliens, despite the fact that like Aliens was a huge block blockbuster, like it was intended to be sort of a smarter movie that was playing to a sort of like audience that thinks of itself as smarter than the average bear, if you know what I mean. I mean, it was it was just. I don't know. It's a like word for it. I would say it's existential. It's existential horror. Like yeah. even the even the poster it, tagline is in space. No one can hear you scream. Yeah, there was a, a, a philosophical sort of like um, intention that's present in uh, the alien movies that is not necessarily maybe. I mean, maybe I just don't see it, but it's not necessarily present in the in the uh, in the. Jason for here's he's movies if you know what sure. I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, except for that one, what would you say is the what would you say is the worst aliens movie? 
I don't count. I don't count the Alien versus Predators, and I don't. I never saw the one where it's like in the city or whatever. The one that's supposed to be real bad because that's just. I'm like, not gonna well, lie. I'm not gonna but, lie. I have not seen an alien. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna out myself as a boomer here yeah. and say I have not seen an alien movie since Aliens Three. Like, oh, I literally, you didn't watch. Video. You didn't watch Resurrection. That doesn't count. You didn't watch Resurrection. No. It's it's a weird movie. Um, it's it's made by the same guy who it's the guy who directed um, the French guy who directed City of Lost Children and Kronos. The guy who used like Ron Perlman as his muse like forever. <laughs> um, that's why Ron Perlman's in that movie. Um, it's weird. It's like an it's like a it's like an art piece. It's got it's got um, Brad Dorf in it or whatever. That um, is that his name. The guy from Dune, the guy who was like Mintat, um, f- uh, Piter Debris, the guy from Deadwood, the guy who does the Chucky voice. Uh, what else? He's been in everything. He's Grim and Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Um, but no, he he rocks. It's that it's like I, was, a, I remember that movie. I because I, I I was in high school when it came out. Right. I still haven't seen it. But we like, should watch it someday. It's got it's got um writer in it. And she's Winona Ryder. Too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's super hot as always. Um, we should watch it. It's not terrible. People think that's the worst one. I, I don't I would say honestly, if I had to pick one that's not in that like series of movies, the um because again, I don't count Alien versus Predator, even though I enjoyed the first, the only Alien I versus Predator. The scene, I did, I, I did, did too. I, I enjoyed it because that was actually a date movie for me. What you fool? You didn't get laid after that. Nope. <laughs> nope. You dodo. Why are you taking her to see that? Her but, idea. Uh, her oh, idea. Okay. No, I, dude. Weird, I, don't, I don't like horror movies. That movie's not a horror movie. It's an action movie. Yeah, we didn't know that. It's an action movie, but like, I would say Alien Resurrection is the worst Alien movie. But I would not call it a terrible movie, even though a lot of people would. A lot of people are out of their mind and they smoke the hardest crack cocaine of all time. And they're going to sit there with a straight face and tell you Alien 3 was bad, which they're out of their gourd. I just I mean, don't. If you only watch Aliens and Alien 3, like if you only watch the first three, Aliens 3 is the worst of the three, but it's not a bad movie. It's not bad at all. Like it's not even close to being bad. That movie's the only thing, the only thing is how I guess they couldn't get Michael Bean, so they just killed Hicks off for like no reason. And um I don't know what else was I'm trying to think of something was bad about that movie. There was no that movie's good. And then like that movie. It's just Alien, like- Aliens is obviously that's a Vietnam movie. Like that's that's like the um that's the that's the uh, Star Wars of horror, I guess you could say. Aliens. Which Aliens is not the a horror movie, one? huh? The second one, yeah, because it's it's obviously it's it's Vietnam. That's the whole point. Go no, on. that oh, well, it's okay. So Aliens, okay. If that's the case, at the end of Aliens, like like Ripley just pulls out the fucking mech suit or whatever, and and pushes the alien you know queen out of the spaceship. Yeah, but that was just one colony on one uh, planet. That that there was aliens are the Viet Cong, and I don't mean that to like the Viet Cong are awesome, and also are xenomorphs. Sure. But that's the whole point, because you remember like the aliens, the the space marines are just like we're gonna come down there, and we're gonna get some, and they're mm-hmm. like don't. And I can quote that movie where um, Hicks goes, "Don't worry, 
Ripley, we got you're you're with a bunch of bad behinds, and you've got a whole squadron of bad behinds to take care of you. We got uh, Sonic. Uh, we got Sonic ball breakers and ball busters. We got pulse rifles. We got sharp sticks. We got because the whole idea was this techno this cocky technological force mm-hmm. going against this like primitive primal, thing. Yeah, this primal, yeah. This primal like unstoppable. Um, and the aliens crawled through the vents. De- and, and, and the tunnel rats. But the other thing about the aliens in, in those know. movies to kind of like get a little, another step deeper is that they're like incredibly adaptable. Mm-hmm. And they're incredibly like um, sneaky in a yeah, certain bro- sense. That, like, no like when, when you know you don't know that somebody's had a face hugger that has like planted the seed in them until the it bursts out of their chest. You know what I mean? No, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever seen kind of a segue? Have you ever seen? A, I just recently saw it as like a Star Wars guy, and I'd never seen this before. And I, I think it might have even been with James Cameron because they were discussing aliens and Star Wars. I think it was it was definitely George Lucas, but he might have been might have been James Cameron interviewing him. And my thing about James Cameron is to get this out. James Cameron just makes the same movie over and over again and just resells it to you. And it, it's kind of annoying. But God anyway, God, like I think that's pretty awesome actually. He literally makes the same movie. Like the Abyss that's is, fine. is the Abyss is the same movie as Avatar, is the same movie as um, aliens as the same movie is like Terminator. But anyway, Terminator Two. Terminator's different. Terminator. No, it's the same. It's the same themes. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So they were talking about like oh politics or whatever, and George Lucas was just like he says what everybody's always said. He goes, he goes, oh yeah. He goes, Star Wars is about Vietnam War. He's it, he's like yeah, the Ewoks are. He's like the rebels are Viet Cong, and so are the Ewoks, obviously. Like that's exactly what it was, and then he goes, "Yeah," and then the sequels are about the Iraq War. Cool, like just so dodged a lot, and I was like, I'd never seen that, and I was just like, "Yeah," I was like, as I said, forever. And the time's been right, if nothing else. Yeah, that's exactly it. The time, yeah, that's what he did. But I will say that, like, like the the mood and the feel and a lot of the like reality of those movies is a little bit off from that. Like, like I don't know, huh? Like how? Um, there is a so first off, the if you want to talk the Star Wars prequels, and apparently we're doing that tonight, which I didn't it. expect to do, but that's okay. They're hot with the memes now. the The stock is up on Star Wars prequel memes. You're right about that. You can never push it down. Like as soon as the stock, as soon as the Star Wars meme stock like pushes down, it just hits support and bounces right back up. I'm telling you. All right. If there is a best Star Wars prequel, which, like, again, I'm not like a prequels hater, by the way. I'm not like one of those people either. Man, they're trash. Um, what? They're trash. I am a prequel hater. You are okay. That's fine. Oh, yeah. But the second one, where like the you know like the Palpatine decides to like uh, assume the essentially like uh, the Imperator role. Yeah. Um, from the Senate is like super real and like every so, so it is relatable to like IRL from yeah. that time period because like every president since that time period and this is years after 9-11 right the first mm-hmm. one was well the first one was like 19 I'm sorry uh, 20 like 2000 perhaps 
1999. The second one was like slightly after 2001, rather. Um, My dates might be off. But like the expansion of sort of like imperial power of the U.S. presidency and the like the the sort of like um story going in that direction was very very like parallel if that makes any sense no it's exactly what lucas was going for my my thing though is um that's exactly what he was going for without without a doubt um what the prequels do like incredibly well and i don't know if george lucas was trying to go for this um, and I'm not really willing to call him Comrade George, but he no, definitely he's a, has. He's a, he's a capitalist. Well, there's some. I'll get into that. He's definitely a capitalist, but like, yeah, like, but the stuff that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, what the prequels do more than anything is they show that how just disgusting and like ridiculous and villains in their own right the Jedi Order is. Yeah, the Jedi Order are just like ineffective liberals. But they're, yeah, pathetic, like they're the worst. Li- they're they're li- like the Jedi War Order is the Democratic Party. Yeah, they're just like how could this have happened? I don't understand. Why don't the Sith play by the same rules that we have set up that you should play by? And it's like because they're the Sith. Yeah, like how did you not detect the Sith? Why don't you? Like, why- we we can't stop slavery. We well like the whole thing of just like. We're people with mat space magic and laser swords, and this child that's the chosen one is down on the on this planet, and he's held his his mother and himself are both slaves, and they're slaves to this like little flying weirdo creature, and there's like so little bit anti-Semitic. Let's not lie. Yeah, it is. But like he goes, but here's here's the Jedi master plan. We've got space swords. And magic, you're a slaver. We can just we we can just stop slavery, or we can play this like Rube Goldberg type game, like Zelda fetch quest, where I'll win a race and you get a cube, and we'll trade the cube up the street, and then you will let one of them go and keep the mother as a slave. I was like, if that's not the Democratic Party. Like just negotiating for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Just negotiating down from any position you possibly have. I will say the one thing that we got about got out of that terrible that terrible negotiation with with Watto was the pod race scene, which was a dope ass scene. That's not. When's the last time you watched that? Uh, uh, it probably ten years ago. It looks so bad. It doesn't look good. It doesn't hold it looks up. So bad because all the CGI. Remember? CGI okay. So, so first off, okay. So let's let's pause for station ID. You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Good Morning Comrade.com. Jeff and Robert talking about the pod race scene now from the Star Wars movie. That scene. That is not pod racing. 1999 or whatever. Like was so revolutionary yeah. from for the time. That they made an entire video game. Uh, I mean, that was the sound design that. holds up. The sound design in that scene is 
it's not foley that's not the right word but however you like the sounds are awesome like the engine sounds and stuff yeah. but it does not hold up my dude it's just too much green screen <laughs> i'm not saying i don't believe you go you got you got disney plus right go get on the yeah. i'll give you i'll give you access to my account all right cool whatever but um well, the reason why I have to, so you've got that, that that's me putting my own spin on it to where like, I hate the Jedi's like whatever. No, no, then, no, no I think that's, a, that's okay. So let me just like, let me just I, validate you for a second and say that's right. not like, that's a decent read. If you know what I mean? But I don't think that's what he was going for. That's no, what I'm no, saying. No, 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 there's circumstantial evidence. If you want to get into the, like the deep, like star Wars lore to where, um, the one of the characters because okay so if you're a super star wars nerd one of the characters so you've got the liberals which is the re- the rebellion right the not even the rebellion the new republic and it's like mon mothra like the 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 the, the pretty lady with the short hair in the original movies right mm-hmm. so she's like many bothan spies gave their lives for these plans and she just looks off into the distance <laughs> so you got her right now. There's a there's there's a off screen guerrilla fighting that's going on, like that. Even the rebellion doesn't want to deal with them because they're guerrilla fighters, and it's led by a guy named Saw Guerrera, which is the worst writing ever. It's so thinly veiled that he's he's Che Guevara. Yeah, and that's his whole deal. His whole deal is just like Mon Mothra, your rebellion sucks. He's like she's like you. He's like you. You attack. Uh, Imperial outposts with civilians are still there, and he's like, "Yeah, because they put them there because they know you won't attack them. They know I will." And he's like, and he literally says a thing. If you watch the the kids' cartoon for kids, there's a scene you can look it up. It's on, in Star Wars Rebels where him, Mon Mothra, and Saw Gerrera are getting into it, and he goes, "I hope one day when the rebellion's crushed and the Empire reigns unopposed." That you can look that you can you can look at the imperial flag on your home world and know that at least you fought by the rules. <laughs> like, yeah! like, like, like owned by your own logic liberal shit, right? So dope. And he's voiced by um he's voiced by uh Forrest Whitaker and everything. Oh, the right. video game he's in like the newest video game. He's wait, uh, wait, in that Star Wars Rebels. Was in one of the movies, though, wasn't that's he? That's the dude. That's Saul Guerrero. The guy that's like, okay. Bodhi, I'm tired of running. And he dies in, in the best Star Wars movie ever, which is Rogue One. That's Good movie. Best. I like that's that the, movie. That's the best one, dude. That's the one that felt. That's what I've always wanted. I just, I, I always wanted a Dark Horse comic, a Dark Horse Star Wars comic. Because, you know, they did the Star Wars comics back in the day. I yeah. wanted that on a, on the screen. And I got it. And I'm like, Disney... I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing else after that. Like it felt real. Like it was like, oh, this is. I was like, this is how a, like an actual revolution would be, an actual rebellion. Like it, it had stakes. Like you're like nobody had plot armor. Mm-hmm. It had reverse. It had reverse plot armor. Hi, Lauren, and it is Brad Dorf. Yes, you're not late at all. Brad Dorf's awesome, but um, it had reverse plot armor because you know all these characters had to die because. That was the point. They, of the they're, they're not in the. They're not in the in the in the after the battle of Yavin. They're not. They're not the main character. Right. So it's like reverse plot armor, but that that's the best, the best Star Wars movie. 
I, I dare anybody. What do you make of so? What do you make of the ones that came like late? The ones that were the new ones. Those are trash. Those are trash. Absolute trash. I saw the first two and I yeah, saw them all. I saw. I've seen them all. One I saw under the rest. I like had to go see it. Like for real, I had to go. It was like a work thing. The last one, the one that's like really bad, and the other, I was like, oh, whatever. I was like, the one that was just like, we're just doing this again. I was like, oh, okay. You know what was really, really interesting about the the first one? I only watched the first two, right? The thing that I that I thought about the first one was that it had the exact same plot as the first Star Wars movie, like one hundred percent, the yeah. exact same plot. Z- like 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 zero difference the only thing that was different was instead of one planet being destroyed by the death machine it was like a system of planets that were destroyed by the death machine i just don't understand why do you have to do that and so, like who doesn't know the plot of this like why did this yeah. need, like why did this need to be made just tell me a story like mm-hmm. the the you know, like rogue one is the way to go and i hate to keep going back to that Rogue Go One back. is the way to go. You don't need this like multiverse or uh, the cinematic universe of like continuing after. No, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't need a new trilogy. Just tell a story that like Star Wars. That's the thing I've always I, and I, I've agreed that. So it's supposed to be this huge galaxy where people have faster light travel. Why is every damn why is every damn story on Tatooine? Why do they have so many goddamn human characters? Like why? Why don't just why don't you tell me a story that just hasn't been told? That's all you have to do. All right, to be a little bit weird about this, actually, and like I can tell like, you about the human characters. I'm such a nerd on this. I can actually tell you about. Well, that. well, I was actually going to get into a, a different Eddie, but if this mm-hmm. is like in agreement with where you're at, hey, Auntie. So by the way, um, if this is going to get into a different area, like like just just smash the brakes for me. But like, did you ever play the old? Um, game the uh the the old the um knights of the, the old republic the bioware games i tried you tried i bounce off of them all right the thing that i liked about that well you of course you would hate that because you hate mass effect i don't but, hate mass effect for the reasons you think i do and we can talk about that all right real quick before you go because we're going to take off but i was going to tell you about the um the reason why there's so many human characters is because yeah. So the empire is a weird type of fascism. Um, their whole deal is that there's no more racism. There's no more sexism. There's no homophobia, but they're just fascists. They're just like, they hate, they, they, they consider human beings. Like they're the top of the food chain and any other sentient life is below them. That's why they're always like it's subjugating pretty, other, fash, by the way, that's pretty yeah, it's, it's really fast. So at the end of like when the, and the empire is finally lost, um, they had to like uh, do a peace treaty because what happened was the the New Republic let the Empire choose. They said, or not the Empire, they let the world. They said, look, we're the New Republic. We're gonna give these people their space. If they, if y'all want to be in the Empire, go ahead. Like y'all want to be independent. Like we'll help you. Localism. Like, yeah, like that was their thing. So, so they're like, we're not gonna kill these people. We're gonna like let the Empire. We're gonna do kind of what like the U.S. did to um, Japan oh. after World War II. They kind of bottled them up and like you can't create any more. Uh, you can't make any more warships. You know, whatever. Yeah. But so the main thing though is like the the leader of the New Republic was like this big giant bird. 
And so it was kind of a um like big bird. Yeah, he was like a big blue bird. And so it was kind of like the oh, final big, bird, big bird's it, yellow. Big bird's yellow, okay. Yeah, but the guy in Star Wars is blue. So it was this kind of final insult that the Empire had to sign a peace treaty with like a big a big bird <laughs> instead of another human. <laughs> um but yeah, but like I, the story like, that I, you know what ways sound like the end of the first world war in a lot of ways. Yeah, very much so when you think about it. I've actually heard rumors um, that there's a script floating around for the the final Star Wars movie, and it's supposed to be like really dark, like the kind of movie I wanted. Like I would just like lose my mind over. And the story, the the thing that if I had George Lucas, if I had five minutes with George Lucas. The only thing he's ever done that's made me go, come on, man. Like it was when he re-edited the um when he added those CGI scenes to the end uh, of the movies, like, oh look, like the Death Star's blown up, everybody's partying on Tatooine, everybody's having a celebration on um Naboo. Oh look, there's a huge victory party on Coruscant. No, no, there's not. No, there's not. There's Coruscant is the imperial homeworld. So if Coruscant, if 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 the the emperor's dead, Death Star blows up. The next scene you should see, if you're going to do that scene, is you see you see a New Republic a rebellion drop ships with like Marines fast roping down them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you see like stormtroopers like in the in the imperial palace like trying to just board up everything like hide like getting ready for their last stand like that's what you would see you would see a contingent of like loyalists in the street and then also like a contingent of like civilians just like firebombing imperial offices and stuff like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff you would see like guerrilla warfare yeah, it, it would be like the fall of berlin that's what it would be exactly it would be the fall of berlin is what it would be and that's the movie i want made and it's never going to happen yeah. but that's fine well I'm okay. uh, so, i got so, road so, one okay i'm all right so i guess to that perspective or that point like the like like uh, hollywood's not looking to do class war type movies if you know what i mean like that's why that's that's part of why at least that maybe not the whole reason why, but that's at least part of why that's that's never come up, right? They're 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 not trying to promote class struggle in their films, and like that point that you just specifically brought up is actually like while it seems like a really awesome story, because it is, um, inconceivable in Hollywood. Because it is, it flies in the face of like the perspective, right? It's just well, I think, I think, I think it's simpler than that. And I, if you want to say, it might might be like a lack of imagination in terms of like how do you? No, it's simpler than that because the in that franchise, it's really weird. Here's the thing that really bothers me about that franchise is that somehow because George Lucas loves to just monetize. And and fr- and monetize and sell everything. Like he'd sell he'd sell the hubcaps off his car if if you could paint the you know the imperial logo on of it on it and make money. He doesn't care. It's that like the fashion like it's in that series. It's it became like cool to role play as the fascists. Yeah, 
Oh, um, Lindsay Ellis had a great video on And this, I'm like, the f- what is Like, I've been to, no, I haven't, and I should watch that. I like her a lot. I think I will after this is over. But, like, I've been to Star Wars land, and every kid I see walking around as a stormtrooper, I, it's like, there's, like, failed parenting. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to me. Like, and you're talking to a grown, almost 40-year-old man. Like, I went in full. Like, I had, like, a whole, like, X-Wing fighter pilot, like, get up. Like, I, I put together and went to Star Wars. Like, so I'm like, it's not the dressing up. It's like, why would you want to dress up as a, not just a bad guy. I understand an anti-hero. Like, why? why like, the fascists are not cool. Like, but to a lot of people, they are. A lot of people who just... They had their brains are just wired for authoritarianism. And and I think that's why a movie like that could never get made because in all these Star Wars movies, you never see the Empire as like actually evil. They're kind of just these like bumbling um bureaucrats. There's like bumbling bureaucrats with British accents. And you just never get to see you never see them like you know, kill a kill a bunch of Wookiees and kick them in a ditch. You don't see them like commit atrocities. But if you want to tell, get, by the way, the closest you get is in the third prequel movie, the Operation sixty six or whatever. Yeah, Order sixty six, where they do actually kill like, They do actually like do like the big heel turn, mm-hmm. uh, which everybody already knew was coming, but like. I- that was played up in such a way that it was pretty violent for, for it was, a movie it was like definitely that. extremely violent, but it was right. also framed in such a way that like um, the movie is very intentional in this to like, like do a moralistic tale of making it seem like um, if you didn't see that coming, it's almost your fault. If that makes any kind of sense, I guess, but you got to understand there's a lot of normies who don't like know the extended universe of how, how like start like like that stuff came to be. So I, I'm willing to give people credit, especially like Star Wars is such like a normie. I mean, Lucas made it like no, 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 no. Well, I guess what what I'm trying to say here is that like the intention is that like like so that it 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 puts it in a position that like even normies can see that if you didn't see this betrayal coming, like like if you didn't see Shawn Michaels throwing fucking Marty Gennetti through the barbershop oh, window. I- that's yeah. Marty Gennetti's fault. You know what I mean? All right, I get you. Yeah, and that goes back to them, like the Jedi Order being ineffective liberals. Yeah, bunch um, of losers. But yeah, like it'd be a cool story to tell. Oh, I think. Oh my god, the villain is is the the the, the villain is treacherous. I can't believe it. Right. It'd be a cool story to tell, and I think it's been told in other media. It's definitely been told in video games, mm-hmm. um, and and especially if you play like the old in the new um, Star Wars. Um, Squadrons game, which I love, and if you play the old like Tie Fighter game, uh, fly, oh, yeah, fly, Fighter Pilot game, which I also love. The, um, I have it, on the N sixty four, I think. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have you have Rebel Assault. You don't have. Oh, then I play. Then, then anything about the game I play on a computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the cool story to be told is that okay, so if you're just somebody who grew up in the Empire, like you would see. The rest of the galaxy as this like terrifying place where like you know like there's just slavery and and barbarism run rampant and you would see like the imper the the um the rebellion is terrorists mm-hmm. and like so you can like sympathize with somebody who just like grows up like 
you would almost see it as like a defensive war because you would be like, well, if we don't, if we don't bring order to the galaxy, then they'll eventually push into here. So. Yeah. Let me pause real quick for station ID. You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 2.3. Good morning, comrade. Good morning, comrade.com. Uh, so, yeah, that's like super intense, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, I think. What do you make of the Knights of the Republic games? Do you play? You play oh, I just I bounce off of them oh, because oh. I I don't like the that hit me in a that hit me in a time back in the day where I was like, why are we doing turn based combat? But I understand those games like have such a story to tell. Um, I saw you on like one of your your Facebook posts where like you had Mass Effect on your monitor. Right. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, well, oh. we're talking about Bioware. Like we're talking about. The okay. Oh, yeah, we are talking about Bioware. I just want to like let's not bury the lead on that particular point. I, yeah. And let's 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 raise up the fact that I built some shelves in my closet in my office. Okay. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> this is this is the why the Bioware hour. All right, let's talk about Bioware. But uh, the, those games are those games are fine. Um, I played. I think I I. Started on the second one because everybody made such a big deal about it. I like this is how much of a boomer I am. I rented those games at like the last possible moment you could like rent. It was at like a place called Family Video in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I was like, oh, video rental store. So I like got all three and I beat them in like a month. I played two first, then went back and back and played one. That was a huge mistake because one is janky. Um, so, 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 so when, when the first, um, when the first of those games came out, when the first Mass Effect game came out, I actually worked at a GameStop. So damn. I was in a position. I know you worked at a GameStop, damn. Yeah, I used to work at GameStop. I, I worked at a GameStop stop in Picayune, Mississippi that when, um, after the storm, because this was about 2006-ish, 2007 maybe. Midnight like, this Call was, of Duty. What up? Said midnight Call of Duty releases with the worst. Yeah, there was. Oh my god, there was releases like like they were midnight. Re- um, around this was around the time that that uh Smash Brothers um Brawl came out as well. The Weezer. Um, but but regardless, um, Mass Effect was so so. My 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 point here is that you can, um, when you worked at GameStop, and maybe this is more of a commentary on GameStop than anything, um, you can literally just like say hey i want to like borrow this brand new game i've heard this um you could take it home you could play it as much as you want and bring it back and they'll just like re-vacuum seal it so it's not a new game anymore which is fucking dope actually right yeah i've heard that yeah that's, yeah i've heard that i've heard that before um but GameStop oh, must well, have been jeff, is confirming, jeff here is confirming you that like you heard it here first folks like good morning comrade that that is the reality like they would just let you break open a brand new game and you would still sell that to somebody. Important so wild. That working there must have been like one of the circles of hell. I had to be like, oh, oh horrible. Horrible. It's just it's it's awful. Like the people who go there are just like the weirdest. Could you the imagine weirdest of the weirdos? Not just any GameStop. Not just any GameStop. The GameStop in Picayune, Mississippi, off of Exit Four on uh, on I fifty nine. I mean, like every time I've ever been in there, it's just the weirdo, the weirdest of the weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to like talk about video games to anybody who'll listen. 
And just like the poor guy in there is trying to like hustle me $5. He's trying to like take all my money $5 at a time on like pre-orders. I'm never going to get. It's like a sad place, which it shouldn't be. It's, I don't know. know. I've always, I've never felt ease with the GameStop. I have, I have a, I have a grudge with GameStop because I miss, uh, I miss Babbage's. That place was awesome. Well, how much money did you make off GameStop though? What's that? How much money did you make off of GameStop? Oh, I never owned any GameStop. Oh, you didn't buy none? No, it was way too expensive. I, right. I, own, I, own, yeah, I own AMC. And it, GameStop sucks anyway, dude. Like, Game, yeah. GameStop sucks as like a company. Buddy. Buddy. Like, they, 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 think, they think they're going to transition to esports? Buddy. They're drunk. Buddy, I know they suck. I used to work there. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard every horror story you could possibly hear having to hit like weird sales goals and getting nothing for it. Like having to like trying to hustle kids out of like their cell phones. So like GameStop could sell them in China. Um, just the weirdest, like the weirdest, pred- most predatory sales tactics. The funny thing about Babbage's and GameStop is they were both um, subsidiary companies of Barnes and Nobles. Yes, actually. I didn't know that. They were because I used to work for Barnes and Noble, like right after Hurricane Katrina. Right after Hurricane Katrina, I got a job at a Barnes and Nobles because uh, we we evacuated to Picayune, Mississippi. I'm mean, no, no, I'm sorry. Before we got to Picayune, we went to um, Destin, Florida, and I worked at the coffee shop at the Barnes and Nobles out there, which was like a very very uh, fascinating job, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like my. I guess gateway into the GameStop life. <laughs> Barnes and Nobles were just like people who didn't want to. They didn't want to go to libraries because like the one homeless guy would be there. Right. That's the whole reason Barnes and Nobles and Borders even existed. Well, I worked at the coffee shop, so I would be like the one that would sell the, the like the, the the other thing about like Barnes and Noble back in the day is that like the per the the person like the homeless person would just go into Barnes and Nobles, grab a book and just sit in a coffee shop anyway right. like it didn't matter like you can you didn't need to like buy books no, nobody did books. i don't know anybody who bought books there mm. not a one everybody just hung out at barnes and those so weird it's a weird time like there's so many public spaces you can been hanging they out at. they're still there oh yeah i know they they somehow survive borders i don't i really don't understand they did not survive that's what i'm saying they survived they like Borders was supposed to shut them down. Like there was only supposed to be one. What was like, the difference? One I don't understand this dynamic though. Like Borders it, it, had for me, the difference was Borders had um this didn't matter. This is not why they lived or died. They had um tabletop RPG stuff. Uh, and Barnes and Nobles didn't. Like Barnes and Nobles might have carried like some like TSR Forgotten Realms, like 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 books, like campaigns, but they didn't carry like like Dungeon Master's guides or like all kinds of stuff like that. Where like Borders did. Um, and that was like pre-internet. So it's like if your local game store didn't have it, then Borders would. Yeah. But that's I mean, nobody was nobody was looking for like the monster compendium for Pathfinder, except me. That's not why they well, I, I think what happened in in the in the thing that got Barden to the nobles like out of the um out of the woods, I guess if that's what you're saying, like the, essentially you're saying the gaming angle was in Barden's favor. 
but um, that was nothing. I'm just saying personally of like why. Okay. Yeah. Every other comic book shop had that fun. as well. Right. But like Barnes and Nobles were the ones, like the only bookstore that decided, like, hey, let's just do an e-reader. They embraced the e-reader. That's yeah, they embraced they the Nook. Yeah, that was the thing that saved them. It really was the thing that saved them because, like, if they're if not for that, there's like no reason to have this this like store full of books anymore. Like, honestly, like really the the model of like smaller bookstores mm-hmm. like with specific books makes a lot more sense than Barnes and Nobles if that makes any sense right yeah I mean I look at these bookstores in the quarter in the French quarter I don't understand how they're open mm-hmm. because it's like there's no, like three or four and I'm like a five block I guess but I'm like what is the lease gotta be like you yeah. got a store in Decatur and you're selling yeah. books the lease has got to be outrageous. Unless they unless it's so old they somehow own it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, speaking of, and, and we can sort of like 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 wrap up. But yeah. um as far as like comic book shops and stuff like that too. Like, is there a comic book shop near you? Yeah. At all? What's like multiples? There's um more fun comics on Oak. There's Crescent City on Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bunch of comic book shops around. There's now? two that I know for sure. There's a third that's near Tulane. Um, I can't think of what it. That might be, still be Crescent City. I know City. what you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. Mushroom. Um, mushroom. It's kind of by Mellow Mushroom. It's no, not, not by Mellow Mushroom. Oh, it's called Mushroom. I've never been in that. Yeah. I don't know. I've been there. They have a lot of music and shit. Like they're like a uh, like kind of a wild place. Oh, I know what you're talking about by the boot. Yeah, right. Where by the where, boot. Yeah, where women have to like carry around um, those strips to test your drinks because you're gonna catch a roofie in there for sure, buddy. Um, it's been like that since I was a kid. Jesus Christ, uh, that whole man. You want to talk about crime in New Orleans? It go down next to Tulane on on Broadway. That's where it goes down. It's, it's wild over there. Um, there's all we got a lot of tabletop gaming stores too. I can't believe I think it's still there. I want to say it's still there on uh Carrollton down by the river, down by um Coldstone, and um, like where uh Cooter Browns is, yeah, on, on River Road. How, how are we supporting a games workshop store? And if y'all don't know what games workshop is, they sell the most expensive tabletop game of all time warhammer and like warhammer 40k is like the most fash like if you're a fascist and you're in a minute if you're a fascist like to paint miniatures and do not like have time to have romantic relationships with with anybody else like warhammer 40K, hey, guys, by the way warhammer 40k is your game yeah let me tell you it's right, so no, weird let, uh, we got to wrap it up, yeah, we gotta wrap it up. For, for, for the at least radio version you are listening to good morning comrade WHIV LP New Orleans 2.3 we love you goodbye <laughs>